Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even I've had enough of the Royals now. And I have an unlimited capacity for all of this crap. We record this, what, on the, the, the tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock? Is that when it is? I believe the Harry and Meghan uh, oh, first episode drops with the same sort of national excitement as there will be when the Giles Crown has no idea episode 11, series 9, that this is, uh, drops the day after. thinking this morning that in the olden days and when I say olden days I mean like the 1500s the 16th century the 16th century is that what I mean like 15 something or other oh, for the 16th God's century sake, you're an educated so woman in like, in like, the 16th century or in like 1460 okay That's if there the 15th was 15th century if there was Oh my god. <laughs> the builders can't believe how stupid I am. The builders either. have very kindly paused in the floor sounding, which was just. And where even Ben said, Can they stop? And I asked them to stop, and they said, Yes, we have plenty of other things to do. Oh, they're Russian. I thought they were Brazilian. <laughs> I can't. That's what they sound like. We've discussed this. Yeah, they George, do. George, like Mourinho, is, I am a special one. The strange thing about Portuguese, it is right like Spanish, is it sound like Polish. That's his thing. <laughs> anyway, I am talk to a Brazilian guy and thing. I'm saying, well done with football. They are very pleased. Have a Brazilian builder in the World Cup. Very happy. But I am saying to them, please, is possible, stop sending. And they go, yes, it's not problem. Have other things we get on with. Which was like, they didn't say, is drop large weights repeatedly on, on the floor. floor. Yeah, drop large weights on the floor. Anyway, I was thinking, so in like four, 1460 or whatever this kind of rift between 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 you know basically the house of windsor which is uh prince charles um william and kate and the wessexes and footnote king charles sorry king charles yes i know it's like writing checks with saying 2021 well into 2022 he is king charles uh, between them and between the duke and duchess of sussex i can't believe they're still allowed to call themselves duke and duchess of sussex (laughs) anyway so between harry and Meghan, it would have just been sorted out on a muddy field somewhere they would have gone right on a darkling plain where twinkling armies clash by night Exactly. Where's that from? That sounds. Yeah, I've got it slightly wrong. Uh, I think is it it's... from the line, the witch in the wardrobe. Oh fuck off! It's like I think it's I think it's Dover Beach by Thomas Arnold, Matthew Arnold. Yeah. Uh, on a darkling plain, it's not twinkling armies, mm-hmm. but it's an it's a darkling plain where something armies clash by. They're night. boring. So basically, someone would have said, "Right, we are going to fight this out." They'd have said, 
We are Cry meet God you. for Harry, England and St George. They just said, let's slip the dogs of war. Exactly. No. Um, and although not cry Harry for King because Harry's the baddie in all of this, I think, mm-hmm. I think. So um, they would have chosen a muddy field. Maybe Bosworth would be nice. And they would have just fought it out. And they would have... And the, and the House the, of Sussex the one, versus the House of Windsor. It's a bit like the, the Yorkians and the Lancastrians, isn't it? They were constantly... The Yorkians? Cut the Yorks. They were constantly... Yorkists. Yorkists. They were constantly sort of bashing each other over the head on various kind of muddy fields. And whoever was alive at the end was the winner. And I feel a bit nostalgic for those days. Not that I remember... It really was, was wasn't it? That's, that's what happened. The Duke of York, who was, who was of course... Uh, or had been the Duke of York, but the Yorkist Richard III... Richard III. ...was indeed slain. My horse, my horse. I mean, a horse, a horse. My yeah. kingdom for a horse. Right. Uh, by, by, by um, uh, what's his face? The Tudor. That's when the, that's when, that's the rise of the Tudors, wasn't it? Well, that was, that was the... That, that was, was Henry the Seventh. No, that was, yes, that was Henry the Seventh who, who was... Um, that the, was Bos- that was Bos- Bosworth, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. So, Bosworth... Hen- he was called what? His name began with a B. He was the, the, the usurper. Uh, oh, fuck. It's in a Bolingbroke. Bolingbroke, there you go. Yeah. Now who's thick? Both of us. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll come to that when we talk about MPs failing their SATs mm. and how we wouldn't. But yes, we're both very, very stupid. Anyway. But nonetheless, despite being very, very stupid, you have had a good idea, which Thank is you. having saying that we are, we're of course, we're bored with Harry and Meghan. Oh. And just bashing them isn't fun. The fun counterintuitive thing is to find something good to say about them, which is impossible. Mm. Uh, so you're right. It, it would have been, it would have been like the, the Wars of the Roses. Um, the clever thing to do would be a Shakespearean-style column, a, a play written in iambic pentameters, yeah. in which the, the 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 house of you know these these great houses twixt themselves, blah blah, Romeo and Juliet, fight it out. Could I but do no, that? That could be quite funny. You just you just need to get Mistress quickly in there, and then some kind of little. That, she's like she's like that, the Merry Wives of Windsor. Mistress quickly. No, she isn't. Oh, she, which is also isn't she yeah, Falstaff's yeah, girlfriend. Um, but but that no, that would be quite fun if you could be bothered because then you could you what you what you need is little uh, like light relief ancillary characters <laughs> called called weird things like pipe and snagwitch and snagwitch is no, sorry that's pe- or something Harry Potter. Shakespeare's Do you mean like so, Bardolph Nim and Pistol? Yeah, exactly. Piss Bardolph Coxworth. and Nim. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off, Shakespeare. You're yeah. not funny. Um, so He's I, quite yeah. funny. So do you think there's room in an 1,100-word pastiche, which bear in mind with the kind of hyphenating and justifying of, a, of a, the H and J of a column in the op-ed, yeah. will probably get it out of an 800 words of the paragraphs. Do you think there's room for a subplot? Well, Bardolph, Pistol and Nim or whatever. Yeah, I know. Exactly. They could just pop up. They could just sort of pop, you know, enter, enter, you know, stupid name, stupid, with Mistress Quickly. Go, oh, my liege, there's not enough beer. And then Falstaff, like, hiding behind the door with a flute, pretending to maybe bop someone on but the you, head. You, but you, it looks like that your mission in this would be just to mock Shakespeare. Well, I just all find it quite annoying. I found all of that quite annoying. I mean, I, I found sort of things... In, I married... I, I managed to fancy Harry Hotspur in Henry the Fourth, Part One. So I was able to kind of summon up some kind of teenage enthusiasm. Now, this it. is this Hotspur who kills me 10,000 Scott of a morning and cries, fire on the quiet life, I want work. Exactly. Oh, he's hot. Harry Hotspur is, is super hot. Anyway. You know, Harry Hotspur, interestingly, by the time of the action of Henry the Fourth, Part One, once you're asking, was 73. <laughs> uh, and he's and got his girlfriend, Shakespeare, Shakespeare just needed uh, a, uh, someone for Hal to tussle against. Mm. So Prince Hal, later to be Henry V, 
uh, and eventually Kenneth Branagh. Um, <laughs> but f- he, he's like so pissed off by his sort of dorky, crusading Christian dad. Hangs out with full staff in the in the in the Boar's Head at East Street and sort of does the shagging and stuff. And then he needs to have some journey. You, with your Save the Cat, rules for. Novel fiction. writing and fiction writing, Novel. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Shakespeare managed somehow without having a guidebook to how to write stories uh-huh. to say that what, but how. But he, he was a rare genius. And when everyone else was writing boring things like the Duchess of Malfi, and he was writing actual things with actual, where, where, where you know, he turns Harry Hotspur into this kind of uptight, humorless. But dorky. what he mostly does is he brings him back from, I think, the grave, if not sort of old, old age from mm. the future, to bring him back to give Hal a nemesis. Right. Uh, that he can sort of sharpen himself against and overcome in order to progress to Henry the Fourth Part yeah, Two exactly. and the real money. Exactly. Well, look, it sounds like you're enthusiastic so, about this. Well, I, I think mean, it's really, just hard work. It is. It is hard work. But you know, sometimes you wake up on a on a Thursday and you and you quite fancy doing a job of work rather than just turning out the same old shit. It all depends whether I've got a lunch. <laughs> so the last three weeks I've done the same old shit. The last three weeks I've written the same old column because it, film move because it's Advent. But the readers have started noticing. Uh, so last week I did. So last week I did. No, so what was it? I can't remember what the I did. First of all, I did. Uh, Rishi, I want to give Rishi Sunak a wedgie. Rishi Sunak's a wanker. I wrote slightly yeah. more sophisticated, but not much. Then I wrote kill all the architects. Mm, the they architects thought that was went fun. Fucking mental. Yeah. Last week I did, kill all the cold swimmers, wild swimmers. But everyone I got, loves that. I got everyone quite loves that. a lot of Rishi Sunak voters who were architects who like cold swimming. Yeah. They didn't like my column. Anyway. By the third one, people going, huge fan, Giles, love it. This con is really great. You're on a roll. Possibly next week, that probably that's enough of the monofaceted ranting against a small interest group nobody cares about. And, you, and it was all because Tom Baldwin said that he liked it when he did. He, I bet Tom Baldwin is like... Tom Baldwin, just for the reason that he was, was the political editor of The Times and was a great pal of mine when I worked in the office 25 years ago. But he ago. was also... I mean, he, he also... Tom Baldwin was... was a wild man. He was he the was wild quite, man of journalism. Was, he still was a wild sort of man is. Of uh, he was the for, stories about Tom Baldwin were quite... You can't tell any of them. Uh, no, you can't. I'm, uh, no, I'm so not going to. I'm not going to tell don't any of them. Don't suggest that there are stories. No, but, but there he, are, and everyone the, knows Yeah, but he was, he was the, basically the Alistair Campbell to Ed Miliband, which is like... Which is much less impressive than all the stuff that he... No, but, but he, was, he was amazing, amazing. He was a proper reporter. He was very, very good. He was in with... He's still great. He's not in decline. No, no, he's brilliant. I look and and he was still at the paper when I was very little, and he was really nice to all the little young reporters. No, I haven't got a bad word to say about Tom Baldwin at all. Tom was a he's just reporter. a bit cracker. He's absolutely fucking mental. Yeah. In the nineties, when I was in the in the in the lobby, or when I was doing um, the parliamentary sketch, no, two thousand something like that. He, he was there, just knew his way around a bottle of wine, just with piles up on his desk, and we'd go out for meals, so sort of a tap as it'd be nine p.m. and a call would come through, you know, need. 400 words on that and Tom would just you know have his phone clipped into his shoulder and he would be writing notes at, on the tablecloth uh, get me Gordon Brown and Gordon Brown would be on the line you would go oh, blah, blah. and then he'd dictate it into the phone it would go in the paper fucking amazing anyway so I had and I went out for a meal up the road with him and Roland my editor uh, who's the guy who I ultimately had to file this column to and I'd written he doesn't this, know how I think I said this last week what? but I, I'd written and, and I'd, maybe I didn't and, I, and, I, and I'd written a slightly iffy column which is one of my on the one hand, I never really do on the one hand on the other, but I'd written a slightly soppy column and he'd gone, oh, much better when you'll, you know, really take something in with like a terrier between your teeth and just go for it. So I've overdone it. So now you're saying I should come back and do a Shakespeare pastiche. Why not? I haven't got lunch you, tomorrow. I have got time. Uh, you do know, you know, you know what you are. I mean, look, even, even, even like a basic, I mean, you only have to read, know a Shakespeare play a little bit in order to do it. You, to the truth is, you, you, you go to Bartleby or one of those texts, you get a text from Henry IV, you copy it, you move it into a word file, and you go through changing the words, and you put in things like Sunak, <laughs> Harry, 
bum. Yeah. And it all comes together and, and people think that you're a genius. So the story would be, so you would be, um, yeah, but it's, it's just condensing the story. Oh, it's just speeches. It would You'd have to do the, spe- the yeah. speech on the Eva Agincourt. Yeah, or something, or something like, that. like that. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Men are bed, which themselves are cursed that we're not here. Um, yeah. Because they didn't get up in time to watch it at 8am. Exactly. On Netflix. And then we shall wall it up with our English dead. There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free? Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer, rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com My thing is how completely obsessed the media is slash are, is are. Is the media singular? Are. How obsessed the media are with... Very important pronouns, you mustn't upset them. With pub... With, with publishing sensations, okay? So the media just... People generally are fed quite a lot of stories about how the secret to your new life is writing a novel and that will change your life and it will you'll get be a billionaire like J.K. Rowling or very professionally fulfilled and you will be able to quit your job. And, that is, and I go, this is false advertising. Is that, that is darling, all crap. Is yeah? that... And I, you have a head of steam and carry on, but is the media really... Sorry. Are the media really focused on that? Or is that what you see because you are in a phase of your career where you feel like you'd rather be a novelist and you're focusing on that and you think it's being sold to you? No, I, no, I absolutely don't think that at all. I, I, I read the papers carefully and faithfully, and I have done since I was 15 years old. And you think old. they fetishise novel yes, writing? Yes, they fetishise novel writing completely. You do not ever see stories in the paper about someone who said... I wanted to write a novel and I tried and tried and tried and tried and I tried for 10 years and no one bought it and so I gave up. You do, <laughs> you do not see those stories and those are 
basically. And yet what they do, I see you're quite right, and J.K. Rowling, all anyone knows is it was rejected 37 times. Yeah. Or or any of these people. It's the publisher's nightmare. They're like, stop telling that story. Ian Rankin is the same. It's people go, it's only, you know, you, and they get rejected for the 33rd time your misspelt story about your boring <laughs> life. And, you, and, and your husband goes, don't worry, darling. J.K. Rowling was sent back 37 times. And so they fucking keep on plugging actually, on. Actually, actually, J.K. Rowling's stories, she was only rejected by 14 publishers. That's not very many. And she wasn't rejected by any agents. So in terms of the writing, in terms of writing rejection, she basically wasn't rejected She's at basically all. basically an overnight success. She's basically a whole one overnight success and I think so I think people have a completely missed completely wrong idea of how fucking shit it is to be a writer of any sort until now until now until this brilliant story by this very lovely just gorgeous looking girl who's written a brilliant book a, a, a brilliant a, a brilliant very timely and I can see because I've got a bit of an eye on why is she fiction market at the moment got dressed dyed up like red Heidi. hair and pig, I think she looks cute and a, and a pirate top I think she looks very cute and also she's a, she's a genre she's a genre fiction writer and that's her genre but the genre yeah. is buxom wench rough sex yeah what <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry that's my last google search I'm sorry about that <laughs> fucking hell just get a grip on yourself okay so she's called Chelsea um, Banning Go on, tell, quickly um, tell the story now before people get bored. Just give me a, No, before you get bored. Okay. You just, people don't get that bored, okay? You don't have to talk as fast as you do because nobody gets as bored as fast as you do, okay? I'm just trying to find out what the name of the book is that she wrote, okay? It's not important. She's got, sh- stop it now. She, she has written, so Chelsea Ban- Ban- Banning, he's this author, she has written a, a book called Of Crowns and Legends, which is about the twins... The plot doesn't matter! She's written a book called Of Crowns and Legends, which is the first book in a trilogy, okay? And I think it's... I believe it's historical fiction. And she tweeted on December the 4th, only two people came to my author signing yesterday, so I was pretty bummed about it. Especially as 37 people responded they were going to the event. Kind of upset, honestly, and a little embarrassed. She's had... She now, wait, but she's got... So you were just saying how you never hear a story about failed authors who didn't then succeed. Yeah. The story here is that two people went to a book signing. So that's yes. made it in the paper. So that's made it... Yes, exactly. But this is quite... You but don't, why this is it made very it in the paper? Rare, so, it's, so it's made in the paper because lots of very, very famous authors replied to ah. her tweet with their own stories of being neglected and rejected. J.K. Rowling? Not J.K. Rowling. She missed an opportunity to get in the paper. Jonathan Coe, the writer of What a Carve Up and The Rotters Club among many other famous authors, told Banning that he had once been invited to a crime writers' festival where Colin Dexter, the creator of the Inspector Morse novels, was on at the same time. Only one person showed up for me, says Co. We chatted for a while and I told him how glad I was that he'd come. He said, actually, I'm Ian Rankin and I I was supposed to be introducing you. Ian Rankin, nicest man in the world, by the way. Uh, Although, you haven't asked me, but I have done a book signing next table to Ian Rankin. And how, wanted, did, how did that go? Well, so this story is about... So Neil Gaiman yep. has said... And all Robert these people have, have told these stories about book signings when they didn't do well. Now, there is an element of humble brag there. There is an, these, your, your narrative, you only hear about J.K. Rowling because she succeeded. For Margaret Atwood, for Neil Gaiman, for Jonathan Coe, for any of these people, it's all, ha, 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 I was once not incredibly famous and in demand. They're telling the story from the perspective that you can't believe that they were ever not successful. Right. So they are really fostering this thing of saying you should keep at it even when you're failing. Well, but, but, but the other thing is, that is also actually true. Yes. Is that you need to keep at it even if you're failing as a writer because 
because it's a fucking numbers game well, and it's it, also a zeitgeist game but 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 most of that you will spend most of your time as a writer with people going no and even if you get your book deal and even if you've got your agent and even if all of that and you've written your book and you've got a trilogy and it's really i mean she, she's clearly written this yeah. book that is really like now and everyone wants it and i think it's probably going to be a, a oh, really? huge yeah, yeah 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 it's a really good book even then even then you go to a fucking book signing and two people show up now there is so much to say about this but i Obviously, this is a bit of a bugbear of mine, but I don't want to rattle on about my old shit. You're thinking, because you're at the stage where you're still trying to get a book published, I bet you're deep down thinking you're quite jealous of her just for having the books out. You're thinking, I should, Coco. That's the least of my worries. Well, I'm looking at her and going, yeah, that's a fucking good idea. I'm not surprised. Steal the book. If no one's going to her book, (laughs) take it. Ruin her fucking life. First of all, you know, not only does that, but uh, Esther Walker then copy my my story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Of course, what you're... Yes, it plays into all sorts of things, doesn't it? It's... it's, But um, what is it? But but I... The humiliation of the book tour. Oh, God. And it's just so annoying how... But how authors who are the shyest, yeah. weirdest people in the world are expected to then go and fucking show their knickers to the public, either on Twitter where they just get piled on and called, you know, racist and transphobic for yeah. their completely like random book that they've written. And then publishers expect authors to be their own publicity machines. They are and they are the least suited people and to it. Why is this picking up the story from you still trying to get a book published to me having had three or four books published yeah. and like got published because I already had a name and I because I wrote for the Times because my father was a writer who knows what reason wrote some perfectly decent books but I got so I then I, I, I failed at a later stage than you um, no it's but the reason they expect you to do that is because publishers are all idiots I mean I, we should have built up towards that point but I want to get it out there now you can say that I think publishers are fantastic yes of course still. you do well I think they can all go fuck themselves I, they've all tried especially Jonathan Cape Viking uh, uh, Orion Business HarperCollins Owned by Rupert Murdoch, one of Fine. the publishing. Of They're the, nice. They're they great. They're good. one of the top. Decent They're people. Really awesome. Proper people they are. But they'd never send you on a book tour. Um, so the thing is, is that what they do is they, that first of all, they the publishers, the way that, you know, Bloomsbury is really only Harry Potter. But Bloomsbury was doing fuck all. Harry Potter came along. Rah. What they do is they, they put their whole budget into one book. So you sell... Uh, Specky guy off Pointless and his Dead Grannies series. Mm-hmm. You put all your, the, the, you sell five million copies of that as you have. You, who gives a shit whether they buy your little literary novelist? In theory, that money should trickle down, like yeah. Reaganomics, and you should that should fund them to spend money on on well, publicising this poor woman. But no, yeah. whoever publishes her is putting their entire publishing budget into getting it. They want a Sally Rooney, or they want a Richard Osman, or they want one of one of the J.K. Rowling, a mm. Graham Norton, one of those. And she, they say, go out on a book tour. Let's say, find out go, who is and, her and what she's doing. What she's doing, it's like, you, I get invited to a literary festival, so I go, what's the fee? Nothing. You might sell some books. Fuck off. And you expect, don't. You expect don't people. No, what, what, the point is, the flip side is, what if 32 people had come to her book signing, yeah? yeah. 10 of them would have bought books. That would have got her 75p off each book. She'd have made £7.50. <laughs> there was no fucking point going at all. Yeah. It's just a bogus exploitative... It is very, very And I'll, t- so I'll tell you about the time when I went to a book signing, right? I just want to find out who her publisher... Don't, don't name them. It's more fun because then we can say meaner things. Um, so look, so I... Yeah, book signing. I've had that humiliation. Hey on why? 
Went to sign book signing for my novel. Quite exciting. Went into the tent. They said it's this way. Or it's the desk over there. Massive queue. Just walking down the queue, nodding at these people. Oh, I'll be with you in a minute. People didn't really recognise me in those days, so nobody really waved back and everything. Got through sort of about two hundred people and got to the front of the queue, and there was Ian Rankin sitting at the table, and I was at the table next to him. Hello, Giles. He said. Oh. He said hello, Ian. I said no. Whoops, sorry, mate. It's very difficult talking to Scots people not to do their voice. Yeah. And no, he, he knew of me and whatever. Uh, and I sat down, and I had nobody. Uh, and I just sat there watching uh, uh, Ian just, just fetching him water book after book after book, <laughs> opening the books for him. Yeah, and uh, until uh, eventually Ian just sort of one of the two of them said, uh, "Why didn't you have a look at Why didn't you have a look at Giles's book?" And eventually, from Ian's thing, he managed to persuade about three or four of his signees to come over and get books signed by me. <laughs> they turned back to him and said, "Will you sign my book after if I've oh, I had to sign Ian Rankin's book? I mean, it wasn't <laughs> not copies of mine. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's really, really yeah. humiliating and awful sitting awful. there. It's like I mean, as we all know the horror of throwing a party and um, mm. you don't know who's going to come and so is anyone going to show up? And sometimes they don't. Uh, and it's like that." Um, Are you going to be able to talk about Ben Stokes without crying? Oh, I don't know. I was, I was, I'm thinking about Christmas TV now because I was talking okay, to Ben let's about, talk about Christmas Can we do Ben Stokes after the Christmas TV? Yeah, what well, else have you got to say about Christmas TV? How's that interesting? Well, it's just that... The, the, that um, well, that's exactly what Ben said, so maybe, maybe I should sort it's of... It's not uh, interesting, but, but can well, no, me. it's just that it's all... It's just, it's, 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 there's always this time of year you get... Um, I mean, the stories about them being nothing on the telly at Christmas seem to come earlier and earlier. But everybody... Daily Mail readers love more than anything there's nothing good on the telly anymore. Um, but they love stories about Christmas isn't what it was so if you have Christmas telly isn't as good as it used to be then that's a great thing uh, and it's just um, so there's lots and lots of repeats it's, the schedule is actually exactly the same as last year Strictly Come Dancing Michael McIntyre's The Wheel Call the Midwife EastEnders and Mrs Brown's Boys uh, with the only change being a special of the sitcom Ghosts which I've never heard of you know the, and now, on- you know the now show the now show it's basically oh, like oh. Punt and Dennis have written oh, a sitcom don't, about but ghosts. name them particularly but that's not fair because they're both nice men but, but the well, they're nice Fine, men but, but I, I didn't say anything pejorative about it what I said the is like the now show but it's like it's the bit when I've literally smashed so many really good <laughs> Roberts radios when you're just like just cooking up when is it, is it Saturday evenings or Friday? You're just know. having a night. You're having a meal and you're cooking some food and you're roasting a chicken and you listen and you listen to the news and then it goes bong. The now smash, smash, dead child, chicken down the toilet, fucking emigrating. Um, anyway, sorry. I didn't say the now. I'm going to do that all the way through. Okay. Is that enough, Ben? No, ben Stokes. Ben Stokes. Stokes. Okay. Okay. Where do we start? So, where do we start with, with, with Ben Stokes? Um, if I write anything relating to cricket or shooting off cricket, which is what I plan to do, mm. uh, about why Ben Stokes needs to be running the universe, not just a cricket team, it's, I, I, it's not very clickbaity. No, I, but wait, but, you can, but, that, but don't worry about that, because that just requires a clickbaity headline that you can maybe suggest. So, um, I don't know. what a, you know, uh, Terrorist to... Stokes in trans route. Britney Spears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Pronoun Storm as Benjamina Stokes identifies as pansexual. Or something. So you just need to click basically like that. And then you have to not not lose people in the first hundred words. Okay, Okay, basically, Ben Stokes took this team of cricketers who are all talented, but they're not better than cricketers have been, particularly over the years, and pulled off a, a repeated sort of cluster triumph of cap- captaining decisions and the the main thing he did was he facilitated uh the success of his players by enabling them to fail 
Ben Stokes went in there saying, we're not going to draw. Drawing is not an option. And bearing in mind that one of the reasons that people have been losing interest in test cricket over the years is because it often ends in a draw. And it's really boring. And non-fans, particularly Americans and people, can't understand how you play a game for five minutes. We don't days. want the Americans to understand That's true. It. We don't want to keep it from them. But the, uh, So the, norm, the game will go on and on for five days and will often end in a draw, and particularly in Pakistan. And this looked like it could have been a draw from day two. Uh, because it was very easy to bat. So Ben Stokes, which he's been doing, which he was doing all last summer, had his team go out there and score very, very quickly to get enough runs to put Pakistan in to give them a chance of winning, which was the only way that England could win. Because if Pakistan knew they couldn't win, they could bat out on this very soft wicket for a draw. So he gave them, he made them believe by declaring at tea time, but halfway through tea time, because he only had to give them 10 minutes warning, he waited for the Pakistan team to sit down and start eating their sandwiches and drinking their orange squash, and then waited for the clock to tick around. And with 10 minutes to go, he said... We declare you're batting. And they all had to leap up and like half finish their sandwich. <laughs> Slope down the key or run off, like put on their kit, get out there. and With a plan. With, uh, with so a plan. Had, but the main thing was he said, it doesn't matter if we lose. What we're trying to do is win. Okay. And it's a, that. And I suddenly realised, looking at my children and thinking back to my childhood, about how I was crippled by the fear of failure and how Britain has always been crippled by the fear of failure. And it's 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 uh, it's it's it, it's there in our politics. It's there in our economics. Um, it's there in you know Britain is not an experimental culture. We don't produce defining art like we never have particularly. We never, things like modernism and cubism and all that stuff, all that sort of risky horseshit that turned out to be quite good. Britain would never have done because. And when T. S. Eliot did something really experimental with the wasteland and took it to Buckingham Palace and read it to the royal family, they all laughed. Yeah, because they were like, "What is this horseshit?" Yeah, and T. S. Eliot uh, was American. Partly, oh. So, well, no, that's a good point. But yeah. it's only only because you know he was it was the closest thing, the modern or Joyce, who was Irish. The English, <laughs> right. the English didn't do anything. No, the English they just don't. kept plodding along, saying, yeah. "And then he had a cup of tea." Mm. Uh, we're basically administrators. Yeah, aren't ben we? Stokes would have come in there and said, "No, this is shit poetry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take away the capital letters. Uh, we're going to write everything in green ink." Uh, and we're going to do some of it in French. He does look like a green inker. <laughs> yeah, he does. Look. But sometimes you do need that. Okay, okay, fine. So, so, so I think so. But the content of this piece mm-hmm. is not going to be an issue, okay? Because you could write and ooh, why don't you write? Sorry, stupid question. Um, I'm going to say my problem here is I haven't explained it at all because the, the one thing. I love Ben Stokes so much. I know uh, that, and I feel the story so deeply. Mm. Um, I want him to notice me. I no, know. That I, he that, will one day. That I find it very hard to write about. So the thing is, Ben. Here's the thing with Ben Stokes. Everyone is surprised he's turned out to be a great captain. Okay. Everyone. Who would have thought he'd be the greatest captain ever? He's better than Vaughan. He's better than Strauss. He's better than Brearley. And yet he's a tattooed, beery, pub fighting northern hooligan so how come that he's been able to do this the snobbery of English cricket has always been gentlemen and players the guy who goes to Cambridge Atherton Hussain they're the ones who are meant to be the great captains and grunts like Stokes just run in bowl fast smash the ball and then when he was picked as captain and all the papers said this is a bad decision this will be like when Flintoff was captain or Peterson was captain or Botham was captain when a big man with all that talent is so self-involved that he can't lead and Mm. he can't provide vision Stokes there was on the eve of the first Stokes' first test as captain there there was a documentary called Summer of Stokes, which is about his great performing summer of 2019, when he uh, won a test match at Headingley, was the last man, there was 79 to get, I think, just him and Jack Leach, little specky guy, left arm spinner, couldn't bat at all, and they had to bat and bat and bat to make these runs, and no one thought they could do it, and Stokes did it, and Leach got one run while supporting Stokes, getting us over the line, and in this interview, 
Stoke said, we went out there to bat and there were 79 to get and there was Leachy at the other end and the task really didn't look possible. But I knew that if one of, one, and I knew one, if one of us was going to get out, I wanted it to be me. I didn't want Leachy to have to fail in front of such a big crowd with such a big task. And the idea that famously, famously, English batsmen don't, never gave a shit about the bloke at the other end. People like Jeff Boycott, they guard their uh, statistics. They guard their averages. Don't care about all the bloke at the end. It's all about my runs. You yeah, know, just defending that, that, me average. always make Jeff Boycott sound like an Israeli. <laughs> uh, you've got to stop that. There's no rah. He didn't talk like that. Goes, yeah. And then he goes for a falafel. It's not what Jeff Boycott. That is how he sounds. It's yeah. not how he sounds. Um, but anyway. My batting average. The point is, is that this is a man who defends uh, uh, gay people outside pubs from homophobic attack. And it would rather fail himself to save his buddy from the public opprobrium. This is a, and we need people like that leading our schools, leading our health service, leading our unions, leading our governments. We need people who, who, are, who are not looking for a draw, who will go all out to win okay. and protect their friends so the, from failure. So this reminds me of sometimes in a restaurant, if someone's ordered a disgusting starter, you always eat it for them. <laughs> That's as close as I get to being like that. That is basically so. as close. But it is the same principle. You know, if I've ordered something that's sort of yucky, because I quite fancied it, and then it's actually, and you just look at me and you just go, is that horrid? Just I'll eat it. It's fine. You have mine. Um, actually, I haven't done that for years. But I don't order stupid things anymore. Anyway, look, moving on. If you want people to read this column and not be put off by the fact that it's about cricket, you have to, the headline in the first bit has to be, you know, if you want to be a winner, be like Stokes or if you want to win you can't be afraid to fail or something people will be drawn in by the idea that they can learn something that is useful to them by these parallels that happen in sports it's a thing that England's coach was saying the England the New England coach uh, was saying um, oh fuck's his name Baz you can, you've got a total blank on his McCullum. name. Brendan McCullum. Fuck. Baz. Can you make it like not? No, because it's Baz Paul and they call him Baz. Right. Can we like make it where I know what his name is? <laughs> I'm going to leave Hayley. Banker. <laughs> uh, so. You've been listening to Giles Corran Has No Idea with me, Giles Corran. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Wireless Studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on the Times Radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.